Impact 89 FM's own NFL podcast, hosted by Michael Markosh. This is The Pylon. Hello. Is this thing on? Because this is The Pylon. We're back, everybody, and it's playoff season. This is by far my most favorite time to be on this show. Uh, we're going to be with you all s- playoff long. No more breaks. Getting off winter break just last week. So we're back. We're better than ever. And we got a lot of things planned for you guys down here in this spring semester. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Markoch, joined alongside me by my two normal co-hosts, Jada Coster, Manit Patel. And this semester, we're going to be kind of cycling some newbies in and out here on this show. Today, we're joined by Andrew Buckman. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. First ever podcast. So Ready to get going. Yeah, we're really glad to have you. And it is wild card week. Uh, all pro teams actually were announced today. Two unanimous selections. Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey. So shout out to those guys and everyone and else the on the one all guy pro team. who thought Mahomes shouldn't have been first team. He got 49 in the yeah. 51st place votes. Yeah, well, Patrick Mahomes has enough going on for him. I, I, I don't really know if that's going to bother him all <laughs> yeah. that much that he didn't get one vote. Um, but nonetheless, we're happy we're back. And we're going to get into the picks here soon and talk about these wild card games. But first, let's jump into some talking points and just kind of recap some stuff that we've missed so far as, again, we've been away on winter break. So let's start with the hometown Lions. What a ride. Like, starting the season 1-6, and six, finishing 9-8, and eight, special year for the team. They finally, like, started showing some potential late. It feels like one of those teams now that, like, Next year, there's some real expectations on this team. They probably have to make the playoffs next season, you would have to believe. I think they could compete to win the North because I've been saying it all year and I'll continue to say it. The Vikings are fraudulent. So, bad at football. So I think the Lions could compete for the North next year. And I'll, I'll let our two resident Lions fans here, Manit and Andrew, uh, I'll let you guys start on this one. But just what were your guys' takeaways uh, recapping the Lions here? Um, honestly... Really happy with the season. It's about what the best case scenario was nine and eight, ten and seven, contending for the playoffs. That's exactly where we were. Not upset with it. Ben Johnson showed a lot of good pro- progress. He's getting head coaching interviews, unfortunately, but um, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. He showed a lot of progress and really set himself up to be well positioned to be a head coach in this league. Um, Aaron Glenn, after we fired Aubrey Pleasant, which was an interesting move. The Lions let go of Aubrey Pleasant um, earlier in the season, I think week five or week six. And that was a really weird move because a lot of people thought he was a future defensive coordinator, if not head coach on staff. And um, he got picked up immediately too. But regardless, that kind of set the tone the rest of the way. And the defense, the defense was able to keep the lines around enough for the offense to do damage and I think that was really good um happy with our, everybody's progress kind of upset we didn't get to see more of JMO um you know there was a lot there's a lot of precaution taken with him coming back to the field and I don't know if it feels like they took precaution with even letting him on the field once he was fully healthy too I don't know if it was a matter of him working his way up the depth chart or injury or them just trying to play it safe and really just let him loose next year. But um, I think there was a lot of failed opportunities with that. And also Jared Goff, no. Yeah, in my opinion, I think there's nothing to be mad about. This season was a total success in my eyes. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice to make the playoffs. Baker Mayfield couldn't get that done. But starting 1-6, and six, you shouldn't expect to make the playoffs. It was, it was nice that they got in the mix yeah. down that stretch, but couldn't get it done. But what I was looking for the whole season was seeing how this rookie class would perform, and guys like Malcolm Rodriguez stepped up. You didn't get to see J-Mo or anything like that. but James Houston. Had James how about Houston? Houston? I was about to say, James yeah. Houston. Playing seven games, getting eight sacks, yeah. starting a season on Thanksgiving, looked like a total beast. Obviously, Hutchinson, everything we got, I think even more with the interceptions and everything, looked great. Uh, ben Johnson, obviously the offense, made Jared Goff look good, so that was a plus. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Johnson leaves uh, Houston or Carolina. He's the favorite 
uh, to land in Carolina right now, according to the odds. But we'll see what happens with that. But is he really? Yeah, Carolina is a weird. Carolina is a really weird coaching spot. We're going to talk about the coaches, the 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 coach openings here in just a second. But I do think Carolina might be one of the most attractive in this cycle. Oh yeah, is it really? But nonetheless, I think it might be. You think about? I think we should rank these. We will in a second. Again, we're going to get to the coaches that got fired in the openings later. Manita, I want to go back to you real quick because you just said Jared. I heard you say Jared Goff. No. Yeah. So are you like on board with the Lions maybe finally going quarterback in the draft this year with that Rams pick? It doesn't look like they. Gonna, they seem. I wouldn't. They but. seem. Yeah, and I don't know if I would this year, but like my whole argument against uh, why not take another year of golf, see what he does with or without Ben Johnson, and then look really looking at next year's class with Williams and May. Like, who knows if we're gonna be in a position to get one of those guys? Why are we betting on that? Whereas, you know, you're in a better position to move up. With that Rams pick for Stroud or Young, Stroud really, I would say he needs half a season, maybe a season to just sit. And Young, like, yeah, he's going to be a day one guy, but, like, realistically, if you can, you'd like him to sit a little bit too. So... I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's a single quarterback in this class that I think is like a hundred percent polished. CJ Stroud isn't even declared for the draft. No, yeah. that, well, no, and there's actually rumblings that like stays, very small rumblings like, that he might stay because you're seeing a bunch of Ohio State guys actually. They're all coming back. Nobody's leaving for the draft, um, and you're seeing even rumblings. Harrison? Harrison can. He's a sophomore. Yeah, he's a oh, sophomore. really? Yeah. He's got, he has one more year regardless. Oh. He's the first wide receiver um, off the board. Right? Sure. No, no, he he might be the number. Well, he'll Marvin. be the number two pick behind Caleb Williams next year. I'm telling you that right now. Not Marvin Zach. D-line. Zach Harrison? Oh, yeah, he Zach did. He, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, nonetheless, enough about that. But, uh, Jay, I guess your thoughts on the line. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, after a 1-6 start, you know, I mean, I was, I was at that Lions game where you lose 48-45 to against the Seahawks. I kind of po- proved that it was kind of like a playoff game to be at the end of the season now. But, no, after a 1-6 start, they played really well. I mean, getting rid of Aubrey Pleasant and the defense playing better. James Hughes, first of all, what a draft class for uh, Brad Holmes. I mean, getting... James Houston, I mean that was a steal, and then, um, and then uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I think that D line looks, you know, pretty good so far. But yeah, I mean, the Lions, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm I'm ecstatic because next year you're gonna fight for this division title because the Bears aren't gonna be good. The Packers m- might not have Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and the Vikings, who knows with them? I mean, maybe they take a yeah. step back. So I think it's Lions have a very good chance of. Win this division. I think it's funny because I'm seeing Lions fans kind of go through a very similar thing that the Browns did back in 2018 and that then Baker Mayfield's first season, kind of bringing them back from the debt. The Browns started off horribly. They fire their coach in the middle of the season and then Baker racks off like six wins on the back half of the year. They almost made the playoffs. Like it was a year and you're like, oh, they're going to come back next year and they're going to be a really good team. And they were awful. They were like six and 10. Uh, It was an absolute disaster. Now, I'm not (laughs) saying that's going to happen with Detroit. They have a lot more stability in all phases than the Browns did, but it reminds me of that season, at least for me. And I just think it's a good time to be a fan because there's so much to be excited about. And I mean, you guys have all touched on it as have I, I mean, this division's up for grabs next year. I mean, Again, with Aaron Rodgers' future uncertain, the Bears are, they have the number one pick. They're going to be rebuilding still. And then the Vikings is just, they're a mixed bag every single year. And for them, I think it depends. They're going to have a first place schedule next year. Definitely. So I think the Lions absolutely can win this division next year. If not, I mean, at least make the playoffs. And I think it's just, it, it's exciting for sure. And I'm excited to see what they do with that pick, that the Rams pick, that is, high in the draft. I mean, you're right, Manina may not be high enough to necessarily go get yeah. those quarterbacks. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. always go off the board higher than you would think, I well, think. So, the thing is, this year, like, I agree with you. It, yeah, quarterbacks always go higher than they should. But, like, there wasn't many teams that really needed a quarterback ahead of us. Like, it was until Indy got in that mix, until Arizona got in that mix. Um, I mean, I know Arizona's not looking for a quarterback, but until Indy really got yeah. up there, it was just us and Houston and um, Seattle, maybe Carolina. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, Seattle via Denver. So like, and that's, Carolina's still that's, around. That's too. really a toss up, but I don't know. I feel like I, I if I look if I was the Lions, I would go back to golf for one more year. I, I would, would continue yeah, to same. build around him, and then. You know what? If you still want to, you know, get a quarterback, Find someone next who could year, throw fifty yards. You also could go free agency. Like again, there's still the Lamar stuff all going out I, there. We're gonna get into Lamar here in a little ooh. bit, but 
it's I don't still know if I brought table. it up here, but I've definitely talked about how if we were never in, the, if the Lions were never in the position to, um, to get a quarterback in the draft, get Lamar and just build the team. And obviously, like Lamar's not super realistic at all. Plus, that price tag's gonna be up. Yeah, that's huge. a pretty penny. But, um. I think you can get a nice return for Goff if you trade him this offseason with other teams looking around and all yeah. of that and see what Donald's. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams that are in need of quarterbacks, as there are every single offseason. Everyone says, oh, no, this is the year. No one's going to need a quarterback. There's like 10 teams that you could probably look at and say they need a quarterback. So it's crazy. Let's leave the Lions behind, but let's move into some of these head coaching openings that have opened up. I think I got them all down. There's not as many as there normally would. It was yeah, a very, it was a very quiet Black Monday because three or three coaches were fired in the middle of the season. Um, the co- the the coaches who were let go this season: Matt Rule, obviously in Carolina; Frank Reich in Indianapolis; Nathaniel Hackett in Denver; and then Lovey Smith and Cliff Kingsbury both got fired uh, for Black Monday as well. So those are all the openings. Um, as Manit said, and I like that idea. How about we just go around? What is your favorite opening? What What do you think is the most desirable one during this cycle? Um, honestly, like. I might be crazy on this one, but the Cardinals, just because they have talent on the roster, and you know Kyler Murray, he's, he's got his issues. He's going to be out for a while next season, but he's still that he's still a, a pretty solid quarterback that they have. I know they owe him a lot of money, but I think that's the most desirable job. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. Kyler Murray probably is up there. I would say, yeah, um, and they have a very talented roster. The only problem is like Kirk. Kyler's becoming a bit of a headache. Like I, yeah. he's becoming one of those guys where, look. The last offseason really put a dent, I think, in his reputation of the fact of he probably doesn't study as much as other quarterbacks do, as much as he should, and he seems just like someone that's very high-maintenance. You just have to... It's all... Kyler always has to be happy, and if he doesn't have the right head coach, he's just going to run him out of town again. Like, it just feels like a bit of a headache, and I could be completely wrong. You know, maybe Kingsbury was just that bad and couldn't do it, but this is the same coach who had Kyler Murray in the playoffs. Like... They were 9-0, I think, to start last season, at least 8-0. Like, it was working at least a little bit, and then this offseason, it just kind of all fell apart for them. Um, Arizona has um, interviews scheduled with Brian Flores, Sean Payton, and D'Amico Ryans um, for their opening right now. That's as of right now. Um, but I'm just going through right process now. of elimination. Like, the Texans, like, that roster's a mess. But you have and good have, draft capital have, there. That yeah. franchise is a mess. Exactly. Though. Here's why, the thing. Like, why would you want to take that I job? I think it's a... I agree with you there. Because I, of the ownership and, like, Sean Payton, there was reports saying he wants to go to a franchise with It sounds like ownership. Sean Payton's mm-hmm. going to Denver. Like, that's... It uh, seems, seems like, like the most obvious. Honestly... They said that he has legitimate interest because he loves Russ as a quarterback and he likes the ownership in the front office. So, um, but enough about that. Uh, you two, what is... Uh, what's your favorite opening here of the five? Um, I don't know. Arizona, Arizona's nice because yeah. they're gonna trade D Hop this off season. It yeah, seems, and seems, they're gonna end yeah. up with two firsts. You're gonna have a high first and D Hop worth a first. Uh, I don't no, think so. I don't think you're getting a, not for you're thirty get a year old DeAndre Hopkins. You're not. But it depends on how much money. Think like about the, what De- uh, think about what like guys like Antonio Brown went for, and what guys like I mean Tyreek Hill was worth a first, and it seemed like barely. Tyreek Hill's in his prime. Exactly. Hawkins like, yeah. is still great, Tyreek, he's not He's almost prime, 30, really. and that's usually the turning point for Washington. He's not, I don't think they're getting a first for Hopkins. Second, maybe, but you're not getting a first. I think I, a second or a third. So. You yeah. might, it's probably going to be a second or a third, and then a late, like a fifth or a sixth, yeah. I would say. So, One I really like, I don't know, It's Carolina's nice, because really it's just you got to find a quarterback. That roster's ready to roll. But, yeah. yeah. I really like Indy. Indy's in a mm-hmm. similar spot where they're they're uh, they are ready to roll, and if you want to and go out and get a quarterback, not in the draft, as Indy loves to do, um, yeah. you have the fourth pick to play with, mm-hmm. so you could still get possibly Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, hanging around there if. Depending on who drafts who, when. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think Indy wouldn't be a bad spot. I'd probably put them 
two though and uh keep Houston one because I think the draft capital is crazy. You're the first person I've ever have. seen that would say Houston's the most desirable location. I just don't think I I, it, I think it's dead last. I think with everything they've had in the past, like it makes sense. But I think you have the picks, and there's really an opportunity for a Here, coach to build out I, the roster they want here. I will say about Houston, it seems like they have a lot of capital, but they don't as much because, yes, they have the Watson picks, but like those expire after next season. Mm-hmm. And if Watson takes the Browns, if he makes the Browns better next year and the Browns potentially are a playoff team, that pick all of a sudden's kind of useless in a way like it's not as good as right now they're getting the 12th pick from Cleveland this year that's a really good pick but next year that could be in the 20s Um, so I think those picks are going to expire after next season that's when the debt has been paid and then they haven't really done a good job they haven't really sold anybody else there's nobody on that team worth a first round pick I think no on that team so the capital is there but it's it's in the later rounds not necessarily like first round capital like like what the you know, what the Ram or the um the Rams had for all those years after they traded RG three yeah. like that would have been capital, but I just don't think I just Houston doesn't seem like it. Andrew, what are you thinking? Yeah, Houston would be really suspect to me if I was a coach coming off back to back one and done coaches. That would be a little exactly. risky for me, but yeah, and you can go. sorry building off of that like two coaches that they shouldn't have fired really either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I don't know why you would want to go to a culture like that yeah. of where it's consumed right now. Because look, despite everything that's gone on, and I'll get to you in a second, Andrew. But despite everything that's happened throughout all of this, Deshaun Watson made brought all of this stuff to light. And despite everything, anything you want to say about Deshaun Watson, guys, I think he was right. Like he wasn't he wasn't that wrong. There was a reason he wanted out of Houston, and it had nothing to do with. Anything else other than the fact that he thought it was a toxic culture, and that just seems to be the case with Houston. But, Andrew, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on these openings. Yeah, I going back to the Texans, if I was a younger coach looking to build something from the ground up, the Texans could seem intriguing, but with the mess, with the ownership, and yeah. not a fan of Nick Casario at all. I don't think he's done a good job. I would stay away from that, but I think Denver is probably the most win-ready team I think the whole thing with Ross was a total mess last year, but I think if he gets in the right offense with the right coaching, he'll be just fine again. I think that's the wild card in all of this is Denver because Denver is, and again, they they seem to be the leaders for Sean Payton. I know that they've, I mean, obviously they interviewed their um, defensive coordinator Evero as well for the job, um, and they have some other guys on Our their list. Too. David Shaw. David Shaw, yeah, came in for an interview for them too. Um, they're a very interesting team because their expectations next season are right back to where they were this year. I mean, it's compete for this division, make the playoffs, and whatever, but you also have to have the Russ factor in there. You kind of got to you got to get Russell Wilson back on track. And I don't know if again, was Nathaniel Hackett that bad? I don't maybe because right after he was let go, the, the Broncos played really well in their last two games of the year, <laughs> including beating a Chargers team that played all their starters and, for and you could, like two, three quarters. And you can definitely tell they quit on Hack on the Christmas yeah. Day game oh, yeah. against the Rams. They were like, yeah. I'm not playing for this coach anymore. Yeah, and I, we're going to go so, pack so it up. Maybe he was that bad and maybe he had completely lost the locker room, but they looked a lot better once he was gone. So I think, I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think the Broncos, I mean, that team is. So talented. Take away Russ's struggles. Like, you got the weapons on the outside. You got a good O-line. Your defense is one of the top in the entire NFL. Now, they're probably going to lose their defensive coordinator. But, I mean, that's an elite defense with a lot of great athletes. So, I think, overall, Denver probably is the most desirable, I would say. But then I would have... I really like Carolina a lot because Carolina, I love that roster. They just need to figure the quarterback out. And I would say, I'd, I'd probably say Indy too, because I think Indy is kind of in the same boat. Because people don't understand like how many injuries Indy dealt with this season. I think that like that team was horrific at the end of the year, but like no Jonathan Taylor, no Shaquille Leonard, quarterback was an absolute black hole. Quentin like, Nelson fell off exactly. A cliff. He just didn't play well, and I just think like you can't expect they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to be better next year. Um, if they can get the quarterback right. So I feel like I would say those are my kind of top three. Arizona and Houston are kind of a little bit behind. But um, 
let's move on to let's talk a little draft here because this is you know for half of the league basically you're thinking oh we got playoff games the other half it's all right time to it's mock draft season and our resident Bears fan here, J.D. Coster, the Bears backed into the number one pick week 18 because <laughs> the Texans went for two. Lovey Smith went for two, I lo- I got Lovie. it, and then subsequently gets fired that night. Um, was it for going for two? Probably not. But, you know, <laughs> it's an odd coincidence that he won the game, cost the Texans a chance at Bryce Young, really. And then, well, maybe not. But And then all of a sudden... He gets fired. But nonetheless, the Bears get the number one pick. And, Jay, I know we talked about it before we got on the air, but you got to tell the listeners, yeah. are you trading Justin Fields for the rights to Bryce Young? Well, first of all, build the Lovey yes. Smith statue at Soldier Field because he's, he still loves the Bears. But anyways, yeah, I do think you have to trade down this spot. Everyone's, you know, I'm seeing people on Twitter saying, oh, the Bears, the Bears should trade Justin Fields for a first or a second and then go draft Bryce Young because he's the better quarterback. I don't. Th- if they were smart, they would not do that. I think you need to trade down to the Colts or – Maybe even farther down. Maybe Carolina, too, has got a very aggressive yeah, Carolina. Runner. I mean, all these teams are going to be calling Ryan Poles and making an offer to him. And you're, you're probably going to see the Bears make a trade and go down to either four or five and get a first-rounder next year and hopefully, you know. Some, oh, it's some, multiple some, first-rounders. Some, you're talking. You think? Really? I, you're talking. If you're making a – the Colts maybe not because the Colts are at four, right? Yeah. So – the Colts would trade multiple. The, I know, no, I'm saying the Colts would do it, but the jump from four to one, I don't know, warrants two of them. But like, if you're talking a team like Carolina coming all the way up from their spot all the way up to number one, that's two, that's get, two first. That's yeah, that's definitely. free. That's free. They're going to no, get two first if Detroit does it. First, I mean, if Detroit wanted to do it too, yeah, they I'm would. Not, they would. It would. It would. They would have to give. Two I'm just first saying, like, I think division. with Indy, like, I agree with you, Manny. I think Indy totally would give up two for it. I don't think the jump three spots from four to one requires two of them. Um, but we'll see what uh, happens. Jay, you can continue. And, yeah, it, and, like, even if the Bears have the number two pick, like, it's it's a big difference, number one, because you you control the you draft. You have the power. You have the power now. And, you know, it's right now I know the Bears had the worst record in the league, but they just hired Kevin Warren yesterday. I think it's, I think it's new life in this Bears organization with the new president, the number one pick. You think you have your quarterback. Yep. You're going to get draft capital, and yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a piv- it's probably the most pivotal off season in Bears history, in my opinion, because of all the draft capital. You have the most cap space in the league, so and new it's stadium, be interesting. new stadium, new stadium, and potentially done. new stadium in Hopefully. five or six years. Yeah. We hope. So we'll see. But you don't have the thirty-two pick anymore. Yeah, I don't know about the Chase Claypool. Exactly, the Chase Claypool. Yeah, Chase was not, Claypool. not yep. looking too for great right now. For a first round Ooh. pick, basically, is what it turned out. Yep, to. it's crazy. Yeah, that's. I mean, people saying it was for the trade was for net for 2023, but as of right now, it's not looking too great. I, I didn't really like the trade to begin with, yeah. so I understand. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, so. with the Bears pick, I I would look to trade back first because I believe 49ers traded like three first round picks to move up for, for Trey Lance. Lance. They also jumped like. Yeah, they jumped up. They jumped, jumped like twelve, thir- like twelve spots. Yeah, yeah. That is from true. twelve to they, one. Didn't they make two trades? They moved up and then they moved up again. No, they moved up. Oh, no, they went from. They moved. M- the Dolphins made a trade again. That's right. The Dolphins. The Dolphins it. traded. The Dolphins with were at three. Philly or New to, Orleans. It was up to Philly because it was the the Dolphins had three right. Forty yep. Niners went up to three. Dolphins fell down to about thirteen, and then they went back up to six with. Philly. Yes. Yeah. Because Philly, Philly got Devonta Smith that year. So you can yeah, I think the Bears though. What do they have? About 120 million in cap, so, yes. roughly. It's going to be a ridiculous. huge off season for them. I would Sorry, like bar. to see them make some big moves. Obviously, you don't have to spend it all. Like I know Jacksonville did that last year. Uh, well, look what happened to them. Yeah, they did. I mean, good. Christian Kirk was really good. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like you have to go crazy like them, but. I, I, I do think their number one target would have to be a Deron Payne from Washington because yeah. their front seven, not very good, but you, you can continue. Yeah, like just because you have money doesn't mean you have to spend. I know yeah. the Patriots did that two years ago. Now it, it, Hunter Henry and uh, sign another tight end too. Jonu Smith. Yeah, Jonu yeah. Smith. Well, but see, they, I, I would say like for the Patriots and for a lot of other teams, like you can have the money and like mm. you got to spend it well though. Yeah, like that sure. wasn't spending it well. What Jacksonville mm. did – they spent their money Definitely. very well mm-hmm. this past offseason. So, but I, I I understand your point with the cap space. I think they have the most in the league without mm-hmm. obviously without oh, re- by a mile without yeah, re- a like there. Of course, the cap doesn't exist, and teams are gonna you know work around it and restructure con- like contracts. Trust me, I I'm a Browns fan, so I'm very well versed in restructuring con- uh, contracts. Like the Browns are gonna have like a ton of money in cap space, but um, nonetheless, uh, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's a big off season for the Bears, and they. I mean, the, the, again, the division's open. Like, if you could figure out a way to get a nice young team here, I think you could still compete for the North as well. I don't think it's anywhere out of the question. I mean, that that would be that would be a big leap, but no, I, I don't. I think next year is just another rebuild year. I mean, we'll see. We'll see who the Bears get, but. I th- I'm expecting by 2024 for this team to be a playoff team. So, I mean, if they get the right pieces in If place. the Bears stayed at number one, who do they pick in that Probably spot? Will Anderson. I mean, he's the best the yes. best defender in the draft. I would agree. They need a guy like that. I mean, you traded Khalil Mack last, yeah. last offseason. That's your Khalil Mack That's type your, of guy right there, yeah. I, would, I would hope. That's what I was so. thinking. I was like, you just replaced Khalil Mack right there. Right. I get, get a Khalil Mack that's 10 years younger. Yeah, right? on a rookie contract. And might be better. Yeah. So, so. all right. Well, now let's move on to some quarterbacks here. We're going to start with the most interesting, I guess, quarterback thing this entire season, the, this whole saga with Derek Carr in Vegas. It it just screams Vegas. Um, absolute chaos. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but we end up at this situation where they extend Derek Carr before the season, give him, they, they invest everything in him. He's the franchise quarterback. They go get him. His college teammate, Devontae Adams, very underwhelming season for the Raiders. They did not perform very well. Um, Derek Carr threw the most interceptions in the league this season. He gets benched for the final two games. Jarrett Stidham comes in, doesn't look that bad. I wouldn't say he looked good, but he didn't look that bad. And now they've officially, they're going to go their separate ways here as the Raiders are going to trade Derek Carr. Um, it's a matter of if who. He kind of screams Indianapolis Colt to me. <laughs> um, but Washington commander. Yeah, I... I think that could be on the table as well. But what do you guys make of this whole situation, and what do you think it means for both parties? Um, this is crazy. Honestly, that was, that was not something I really foresaw coming, especially after the Adams trade, because they gave up so much to get him. Um, but you know, I think it'll be a good chance for Derek Carr to actually have a team around him because he doesn't in Vegas. He never has. And um, going to a team like one of the three we just mentioned, the Jets, Commanders, or Colts, you'd be pretty much a plug-and-play quarterback in a playoff team. The Commanders are, they went, what, 8-8-1? Eight, eight with the Commanders were with the rotation one of win away Carson from Wentz, Sam Howell in the last game of the season, and Taylor Heineke. Like, Derek Carr... Instantly raises that to a 10-win team. If they beat the say. Browns this season, they are in the playoffs. The Jets, they had Zach Wilson this year. <laughs> he was really bad Joe at Flacco football. for five games. They, he was so bad that they started Chris Strevler. They, I don't think they ever started They didn't Strevler. start they him, but benched they, him for they benched him for Strevler. In a, in a winner-take-all game, basically. Yeah. 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 So... I think Carr again raises that ceiling or that floor to a ten win team. Indy. Injuries out. That's a very talented team on paper. They need a receiver. Pittman's not a number one. No, he Pittman isn't. Pittman's not a number one and Pierce, I think Pierce could benefit nice, more yeah. from having another receiver on the team. because um, I don't think he's a one or a two. Yeah. But um the if you get a one Maybe you, they go D Hop. Yeah. That would be interesting. Very fascinating. I mean, D, 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 Hopkins is going to get moved, and I mean, whether it's the Colts or the Bears or some other team, the Colts would be a perfect fit. The Cleveland Browns. Mm. Yeah, it's him possible. And Amari, him and Amari Cooper. Well, him and Deshaun Watson again. That would yeah. be the thing. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Yeah, with Derek Carr, I mean, I really just see like Indy and Washington, but I don't think Indy would be wise to do this whole one-year quarterback again. thing again. Like it hasn't been working. Um, but I think Washington, that seems pretty likely. I know the Jets are there too, but Carr's got a contract though. I don't think it no, is. No, yeah, one he year. just got paid. You're trading for oh, like yeah. you're trading for like four years of Derek Carr. Ooh. He's under contract and he's getting a lot yeah, of money. It's a commitment. Yeah, Carr's a he's a weird situation. I, I really don't know with him. I because you'd have to trade for him too. How much is it going to cost to get oh, Derek Carr? Oh, it won't cost much. Yeah, because so. the Raiders are practically giving him away. Mm-hmm. Like they've put him in the donation box it's, and said someone take him. It's just really weird. It took McDaniel's that long to come to that conclusion. Like he didn't have a terrible season. They were and, still in the playoff. Yeah, run they were until st- like week sixteen. Exactly. Like they weren't having a horrible season. They were playing bad, but 
they weren't terrible and Carr was keeping them relevant and it it just it was really a surprising surprising move and it it puts Vegas in limbo this offseason because yeah. you traded for Adams He's probably gonna want out because yeah, I know. Carr now was yeah. there. I was gonna say Adam's Carr, gone now. Carr was the only reason he was really yeah. there. He took a pay cut to go play with his college teammate and Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas. I like yeah. What <laughs> what thing. what is their plan at quarterback? <laughs> like, do you? Trade, I don't think they have a plan. Do you put everything on the table and go and trade up or Tom do you, Brady? Do you, like why, <laughs> I, dude? I don't know. I'm why? just I'm just saying like what. My takeaway was from this for, like, the Raiders side of things. Um, Josh McDaniels is trying to turn the, the Raiders into the Patriots of the West. Um, that's what he's doing. Doesn't work. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas makes a ton of sense because everybody knows how much McDaniels loved Garoppolo, and he really did think that Garoppolo was the heir to the throne in New England. And now you have an opportunity to go get him because, I mean, Garoppolo's there's no way he's at the end of his deal probably. He's... He's going to move on, and I think Vegas would be an interesting landing spot for him to work with McDaniels again, who, again, I know likes him, and I think you could probably get Devontae Adams on board with Jimmy Garoppolo. At the end of the day, Devontae Adams doesn't have much of a say, considering he just got traded, um, and you gave up a first and a second to get him, but, you know, you never know. It, it's fun to throw around the names of, you know, Tom Brady to Las Vegas. Wouldn't that be something? But um, Tom Brady to San Francisco. Tom Brady to anywhere. Tom Brady back to New England. Let's do it. Um, but <laughs> yes. Nonetheless, um, it's it's a weird situation. Um, but I like Derek Carr is going to land on his feet. I think he's going to be just fine. Like he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be the best quarterback that that organization's had in a long time. Like, I mean, you mentioned the Colts, Jay. They haven't had the same starting quarterback to start a season since Andrew Luck retired. It's like, the, it's, like, it's like the Broncos. Ever since yeah. Payne retired, they've had like... Yeah, it's been a revolving door. Because yeah. like the year after... So Andrew Luck retires and they go with Jacoby Brissett for basically the whole year. And then he was their opening day starter. And they, they get Rivers. Then they have Wentz. And then this year Rivers they had... Their most and then this year they had Matt Ryan. Like, at some point you got to do something different if you're Indianapolis. And I think, I think they're going to go the draft route this time. They're going to just try to get their guy, whether that's Stroud... Um, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, however they want to do it, because they're probably not getting Bryce Young. But um, nonetheless, I think it's a interesting situation for both teams. And, and you're right, Minnie. I mean, Vegas is Vegas. I think is worse off in this. I, I do because I just yeah. Vegas that's, doesn't that's what have. I'm they don't have the draft that's capital to get one of it, those top it, guys. It really doesn't make sense for Vegas, like at all. Yeah. Like what. The the team isn't really playoff ready enough yeah. for you to say, yeah, we need to upgrade at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would have been in the playoffs. I mean, your division's too tough right now. I mean, right now, you're easily... I mean, I, I know the Broncos just finished fourth, which, to all listeners, I told you so. I knew they would. Um, <laughs> but but I will say, like, Denver's going to get better, I think, with this whoever this new coach is. Um, you're the fourth most talented team in this know. division. George Patton made some questionable decisions last offseason. I mean, if they hire Sean Payton, that's a playoff team. I think, plain and simple, done. I, I really think it's going to be tough for Payton to come back this I, year. Here's the problem: I don't know if any of those the issue with Denver, those openings is trading enough. You have to trade for Sean Payton. He's under contract in New Orleans. Yeah, and they, he's going to cost they first need round their picks pick. that you don't have because you gave them to Seattle they have for Russell one. Wilson. I think they have first round. They picks have the next pick year, from though. the Chubb trade. Oh, that's right. They got one they back. Okay, it. yeah, well, fine. You have to ship out your one yeah, pick in the next, next three coach. years to go get your head coach. And it might cause multiple firsts to get Sean Payton. Multiple firsts for a head you, coach? Yes. No way. John Gruden back in 2002 got traded to Tampa Bay, I think, for two firsts. No, it was one. It was one? One and a two. It worked, okay, it well, whatever out. it was. It, dude, the price is it steep worked, for a coach for of that level. Yeah, they got a Super Bowl out of it. it. If you get a Super Bowl, it's worth it. The only reason I can't... Another reason I can't see him going to Denver is... Because he has Fangio on his staff. Yeah, he's got Fangio as the DC. It, yeah. It was a great DC, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that staff he's putting together is going to be, I think, great. Insane. Well, okay, nonetheless, um, moving off of Derek Carr, let's get into some injuries before we get into the games this week for the playoffs as we're going to move into the other side. We've been talking about the you know the, the teams who weren't very good. We're about to talk about the teams that are pretty good. Um, around the league, a lot of... There are two major quarterback decisions that I guess shouldn't really come as a surprise. Um, but Tua Tagovailoa out on Sunday against Buffalo. 
Teddy Bridgewater out as well. So Skylar Thompson is going to start a playoff game in Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen. That it, it's not, happening. That's not great. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, who the rumor was last week was going to be ready, he's not ready. Um, there, he's doubtful. He's he has not been officially ruled out, but more likely than not, we're getting Tyler Huntley in Cincinnati on Sunday night um, against the reigning AFC champions. So, um, oh, this is Anthony Brown, who looked terrible. <laughs> that would be bad. Tyler Huntley hasn't looked great either, and yet I still am completely baffled at how Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl alternate and not Jacoby Brissett. Like, that actually, like, irritated me. But nonetheless, um, those two quarterbacks being out probably does not speak good for their teams, potentially playing the two best teams in the AFC. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, the Dolphins were kind of limping their way in as well as the Ravens and just because of their quarterbacks being out. And, you know, I mean, Tua, he didn't look good in that Packers game, but I think we could tell he was... He was he had some type of injury. I mean, he was concussed, and then Lamar. He's been you know, it's it's gonna be interesting this off season. You know, if, if our team is gonna like stay away from Lamar because of his injury concerns, this is the second straight year he's been out for what six plus or six or seven. Last plus week games. he missed the last six games of the year, and they lost all of them. Exactly. I mean, uh, with a healthy Lamar, this team is. You know, I, I I thought they could have won the division with a healthy Lamar, but oh, they do they do win the division with a healthy Lamar. Plain and simple. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Yeah, the the Tua situation is really yeah questionable. I've never really seen a situation like that with all the concussions, and it's like, when is he going to play football again? Could he retire? Could he just walk away if the doctors don't clear him, or could he be back for if they win a beat yeah. the Bills? I don't know. Which uh, they can do, by the way. I don't know with Skyler Thompson, but with Tua, they absolutely would have a chance in that game. Yeah, and then with Lamar, I I don't know about Lamar. Is is he sitting out? Is this partly a contract situation? It could be. We don't know that either. But if I was a team, I would be a little scared to give Lamar 40 to $50 million when he's not playing and full season. he seasons. wants it fully guaranteed. Yeah, fully guaranteed. You're not I getting that fully guaranteed if you can't play. I'm just saying. He has been active on social media as Lamar always is. Um, he seemed to be visibly frustrated at the fact that Roquan Smith got a contract before he did. Um, but I think the, it's a weird game of chicken right now between the Ravens and Lamar. I, I I agree with you, Andrew. It's hard not to think as much as Lamar says it has nothing to do with the contract. It's hard not to have that in the back of your mind of maybe he's. This is his statement to the Ravens of saying, look at how bad you are without me, and this is how much I'm worth that contract. But um, they said this was going to be a two- to three-week injury, and he's been out six weeks, I think. Um, it's very strange. It's just strange. It's And he didn't even practice until this week. Like He's just now he didn't practicing. Even pra- he practiced today? I- did he practice today? No, no hey, he, he didn't. Has, if he didn't practice today, he hasn't as all. Practice. I think he got like out onto the field at some point, though. He's not like practicing, but he is like actually like at practice. Um, I and I I could be wrong on that. I that's I thought I saw that, but it's it's so weird. I I just it's the playoffs and Lamar's again. Lamar says that like there's no one that wants to be out there more than he does, and he just his his knee can't do it. But I'm like, dude, it's a playoff game, man. Like it's a playoff, like. It's a playoff game against your division rival. It doesn't get any bigger than this. And this is your biggest rival in that division right now. Yeah. And you're not going to play in this game. I just, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, the Tua situation is something completely different. Um, despite, I think, anyone's desire to have Tua out there, I just think for Tua the person, I you you can't. I don't even know if you could play Tua back this year. Like, two concussions in one year, three potentially, I I I don't like just for his safety. I don't even think it's smart to put him out there. And it sucks that they don't have Teddy Bridgewater, who, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's one of the better backups in the league. But they don't even have him. Um, it's just how the mighty have fallen for in Miami. That was you know, that's tough. But I guess many your thoughts on these injuries. Um, uh, it's weird. It really is weird seeing how badly, how poorly the Dolphins have mismanaged every single concussion. Yep. Is um, kind of baffling considering the NFL is supposed to value that more now. Um, but yeah, I think you know they'd honestly have a fighting shot. They went in. Yeah, they beat them at they, home, but 
And he almost beat they them. They went into Buffalo and it was a one-score game. In a snowstorm. Yeah. Where everybody thought it was Buffalo's blowout game. Um, and I think with him, they would have been able to put up a fighting shot. But unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see that. You know, Tyreek Hill and Waddle can only do so much when the person throwing the ball is limited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and Lamar, man, that's that's just kind of crazy how little we've heard about it. Like, this feels like an injury where everybody, including the Ravens, is in the Ravens the said on. two to three weeks. The, I, the Ravens don't know what's going on with their quarterback. So, I think, like... Everybody's in the dark with Lamar, and everybody is playing it on Lamar's word, and that's exactly what it should be. Nothing, like not no reports, nothing can be validated unless it's coming from Lamar himself, because nobody really knows what's happening. Yeah, and, and Lamar is, and I think yeah. all of that uncertainty with the injury is setting him back even more. Yeah, and Lamar again has been active on social media. He says like, "There's no one that wants to be on the field more than him." He just said, "I I can't do it. Like his knee's not allowing it." Um, definitely interesting. I mean, maybe Tyler Huntley can scrap something together and pull off a miracle in Cincinnati. Um, if that's the case, maybe you see Lamar in Kansas City. Um, but nonetheless, um, it's time to get into these games for this week. Uh, here on the wild in wild card pick'em week, the regular season standings. I know it's been a long time. Uh, I lost. Jay won. Uh, I had a very poor last week that we picked. Jay did pretty well. He beat me seventy-seven to 72 so congratulations jay you are the regular season picks champion here on the pylon for this year Um, but now it's playoff time and the the records reset manit is going to be here for the majority or he's going to be here for all the playoffs as well so he's in on this too uh with andrew because it's going to kind of be a revolving door of guests what's going to happen is they're going to just pool all their points together so andrew is playing you're playing for everybody that's about to come after you so i hope you understand the magnitude of this yeah this is a uh, big picks for me. I got to do good here. <laughs> yeah, he's got to try to set up his other his other friends for success here. How this works in the playoffs, it's the same as we did it last year. The points are going to double every single round. So this week, seven games, two points each. Next week in the divisional round, it will be four points each. Championship games are going to be worth eight points, and the Super Bowl is worth 16. So even if you don't have the greatest week this week, you're going to have opportunities to make up those points as the playoffs go on and as the number of games shrinks. So... Let's get into it, starting with tomorrow's games. Seattle and San Francisco at Levi Stadium out there in Santa Clara. Does anybody have the Seahawks in this one? Uh, I, no. show. <laughs> I, got, I got the 49ers. These are straight up, by the way. We're not picking against the spread. Yeah, 49ers, I think. You know, just Brock Purdy's been pl- Brock Purdy and that, and that team has been playing very well. One of the hottest teams in the league. And Seattle, you know, Geno Smith's kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. It's good to see Kenneth Walker in the playoffs, but... Yeah, I got the 49ers. It's like probably not even close, so yeah. I mean, does anyone I think think the Seahawks can keep it close? No. <laughs> no. It's a divisional, it's a divisional I mean, game. So it's it's a, honestly it's relying on Kenneth Walker. Um Kenny. if, if the, he can get the run game going against that front, then the sky's the limit. Really. But it's the best defense in but the league, San Francisco. Reserving judgment until proven otherwise, and San Francisco is ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to come down to. I think Niners' defense is going to stop the run. It's just going to come down to ball in Geno Smith's hands, and I don't think he's going to make enough plays. I think he's going to have a few turnovers, and that's going to cost him the game. Yeah, per- going to write back. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know what? He made the playoffs, and Russell Wilson didn't. So, fair enough. But. This is a game where Brock Purdy is just going to have to not lose it. And so far this season, Brock Purdy has done nothing, but he hasn't lost a game yet. No. But but he's just going to have to not lose this game. Uh, the defense is probably going to carry. You can keep everything you know steady with McCaffrey in the running game. Just distribute the ball to George Kittle and your other outside receivers. Brandon Ayuk's had a really great year. Um, Debo's been banged up, up and down. Um, but San Francisco, I think, is the best team in the league. I think all around, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, I think they'll show that this week. I think they're going to win pretty pretty handily here. And uh, Seattle's a nice story, but uh, I don't think that uh, they have a shot. So, 
All right, that'll that's the four o'clock game tomorrow. The early game, the night game tomorrow is a really fun one. This game honestly might be the one I'm most excited to watch. Yeah, um, that's, it's probably not even a question. The Los Angeles Chargers on the road, cross country at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence under the lights in both players' first playoff game. I might add, I, I would expect some fireworks in this one. Yeah, I mean, look. You know, like you said, two young quarterbacks. You know, Chargers flying across the country. That's I always take that into consideration. Chargers are a two and a half point favorite. I'm at, I'm gonna take the Jaguars actually. Mm-hmm. I at home. Um, I think that like, that cross country travel does play a factor. And you know, the Jaguars. I mean, they didn't really play that well against the Titans, where if, if their defense found a way to get it done with the strip sack. So I th- I like the Jaguars defense and Trevor Lawrence. I think will have a better game than last week, so I, I, th- I like the Jaguars at home. It's one throw Jesus versus another throw Jesus. Um, and I think that it's really going to de- come down to the weapons. Yeah. Can Christian Kirk make a play? No Mike Can, Williams today. That was no the news. Yeah, yep. The, no Mike Williams is huge. Can um, Zay Jones make plays? Can Marvin Jones make plays? At Can, Evan Ingram make plays, which is crazy. ETN, like, and then same thing for the Chargers. Eckler, Allen, Josh Palmer, you need those guys stepping up because the quarterbacks are going to put them in position yeah. to win. Um, It will also be interesting to see, like, how Brandon Staley does because mm-hmm. Doug Peterson's been here. Might not be with the Jaguars. And there's still a chance Staley's coaching for his job here, some believe. If he if he doesn't perform well in this game. He is. He is. Because yeah. I, I, I think the Chargers know, and I think everybody in that town knows, that city knows, that they would be Peyton's number one spot. Probably. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. So the Chargers know who's that. to say? <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. The Chargers <laughs> know that. So who's to say... You know, yeah. you lose the game, let it go. I think the Chargers will get it done, but it'll be interesting to see where all of this leads to down the line. Yeah, I got the Jaguars in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's wow. built for this He's built for this moment, and uh, I really love this Jaguars team. They remind me a lot about the Lions. Um, obviously, they started pretty bad, too. The Lions blew them out, but they did not start 1-6. I think they started 3-6, and six, so they... Still had a chance yeah. at the playoffs. But I think this is, like you said, I think it's going to get Brandon Staley fired. I, that's all I got on that. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I, I just, despite everything, and the Jaguars are the coolest story in the league this year. Um, it It's really, hey. it's close. They made the playoffs, sorry to tell you. but uh, um, And won their division. Um, but after, again, starting whatever it was, like three and six, they were a disaster. Um I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one just because I think they have more experience just throughout the roster. Despite the fact that Justin Herbert, of course, this will be his first playoff game. Guys like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler have been there before. you got guys like Joey Bosa. He's played in playoff games before. Like, it's a veteran team. Khalil Mack, even, too. Like, well, he's hurt. But still, you have that locker room presence. And I just think overall, like, it's... The Jaguars just don't have that. Like, they don't, and... Um, their head coach does, but at the end of the day, um, I think Herbert's just going to make enough plays to put him past Lawrence and the Jaguars. Because, I mean, like, look, let's go back to last week. The Jaguars probably should have lost that game to the Titans. Um, the offense did not perform. They got lucky with a strip sack. That was a scoop and score. Um, heck of a play, by the way. Um, but nonetheless, the offense didn't really impress me against a Titans team that wasn't very good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with the Chargers here to pull this one out. I think I think Herbert puts on his cape, and I think he gets it done. Now we'll move on to Sunday. Jay Herbo. Now we'll move on to Sunday. 1 o'clock game. Kind of touched on this one. Again, this is one that seems pretty easy to pick. Uh, Dolphins at the Bills. Um, obviously, the Bills are the feel-good story right now in the league. Um, they're at home once again. Uh, does anybody think the Dolphins... Absolutely not. Not even close. <laughs> I mean, when you start, no disrespect to Skylar Thompson, but I mean, the it's at home. I mean, 
what what do they call that? Highmark Stadium is gonna be rocking. I think. Yeah. yeah, the Bills. I think the Bills by like almost three touchdowns. I think. Whoa! Three, three touchdowns. I mean, yeah. I mean, Skylar Thompson. Like, you're I'm, right. I'm good. You're right. You're right. It is. It is gonna be a three touchdown game. Does honestly. anyone know what the number on that game is? It's like thirteen, 13 and a half. <laughs> in a playoff game. Um, yeah, it's bad. That's why I don't like adding the seventh seed. You get the games like this. So. To be fair, though, like, like if this was if if there was any chance to it was going to end up coming back for this game, then it's all yeah. of a sudden you're talking about a track meet here. But it's just it's a tough situation with Tua out. But I mean, Andrew, I assume you're going with the Bills as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. I, it's a tough situation for Miami, but I think it's just going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. I mean, I saw Skylar Thompson play last week. I don't. I'm not sure if that was his first start or not, but against it was his started. first career start. Yeah, yeah. first career start Just against a, a broken Jets team with nothing to play for. With Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Joe Flacco as <laughs> their quarterback. It was a brutal game, to say the least. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well. It's four across the board. Um, there's no jinxing being done here. Um, the Bills. The Bills have the talent. They got the team. They got the motivation. They have the fans. They're at home. I mean, there, there's no chance. If Miami wins this game, I will say it right now, it's probably the biggest playoff upset I've ever seen in my lifetime. It, will be, it would be. Oh, I mean, maybe 100. in NFL history. If Skylar Thompson wins in Buffalo with everything that's that's going to be going into that game, it's the biggest upset in playoff history, I believe, that I've that personally that I've ever seen. Um but I'm going to make it four across the board for Buffalo. The afternoon game on Sunday, interesting one as well. The New York Giants back in the playoffs once again under their first-year head coach, Brian Dable, and they are at Minnesota, who fell to the three seed over the weekend. Um, Giants at Vikings. These two teams did meet in the regular season. Vikings did win that game. Not or, too long Giants, ago. Or did the Giants win that game? Vikings no, won. the Vikings won a 61-yard field yep. goal by. Yeah, uh, right. It name? was a great game, and we're going to see it them. Fine. It was wrong Christmas. We're going to see them run it back here in the playoffs. Uh, this is an interesting one. Who you guys like? This is. Uh, I've been debating this for a while because yeah. my roommate is a Vikings fan. So, wow. Um, I'm going to actually go with the Giants because I think they're going to be able to bounce back after that loss around Christmas. So that was kind of a heartbreaker for them. It kept it close all game. I don't know. I I feel like it, it, Daniel Jones' first playoff game, I mean, Saquon's first playoff game, Dable's first playoff game. This is also Kevin O'Connell's first playoff game. Is Kirk Cousins going to perform under the lights? It's a 430 it's game. It's a 430 game for Kirk Cousins. It's a 430 game. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, halftime will get dark and uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, night nighttime Kirk will ex- will be exposed, but no, I I like the Giants actually in, in this one. Yep. So, you know, I I, th- I thought the Giants were kind of frauds, you know, midway through the season, but I know, think they, everybody did. Yeah, but you know, you never. This is why the NFL in the parody in this league and is so great. I, like anything can happen. Everyone's going to take the Vikings. I feel like, you know, they're going to roll with I'm, Jefferson. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like the Giants. I, I like them in an upset. I like the pick. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the Giants. I really think they had a good season. I think that table. Wow. Um, Unfortunately, he kind of had coach of the year taken from him at the end, but he'll probably finish runner up. Yeah, table just wow. But um, you know, doing that with that team, with the weapons they have, it's really just Saquon. Like. That's it. I'm sorry. I cannot name Kenny Galladay who? I can't name you one of the Giants receivers right I now. Can't, Richie James, yeah. Isaiah Hodgins, like whatever, bro. <laughs> no way this is a playoff receiving core. That's ridiculous. Danny um, Dimes, what a year, man. Yeah. I I don't know. It it's weird because the Vikings have let teams hang around all season when they should just be putting them away. And they were down thirty-three to nothing to the Colts. Let's not forget this. They did win that game, but they were down thirty-three nothing like, to the Colts. <laughs> I think that Minnesota will go through, but man, like it won't be without getting everything from the Giants because Minnesota sucks, and the Giants are well coached. Yeah, this is probably the toughest game for me to pick, too. I I think the Vikings are going to win in the end. It's going to be pretty close, but 
yeah, the Vikings are definitely frauds. I've watched them the whole season. They're I've so watched the Lions bad. play them twice. We should have beat them twice, but that's besides the point. I just think the star power is going to show yeah. with Jefferson and Cook in the end, and Vikings are going to win, I think, on a game-winning field goal again. And uh, the, Do the Giants have anyone that can cover Jefferson? No. Or are they just going to run it too high? I, okay, does they anybody just... have someone who can cover Jefferson? No. We they, haven't seen They it. just Sorry, run it too Alexander. high. Uh, actually, yeah, Jair Alexander <laughs> put him in a, a snuggie. I know, yeah, but he put him in a snuggie still. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants. I have to put my money where my mouth is. Um, the Vikings, I, look, I've been saying it. I said it since week two when I saw them play the Eagles. This is a team that is not going to compete with the other two teams in the NFC. They just aren't. That is an Eagles and 49ers conference, plain and simple. Um, the Cowboys are better than them. They proved that. I think it's just... The Giants just got that magic in them. And the Giants as a wild card team are always one of the most dangerous teams in the field. Like, they won two Super Bowls that way. Um, now, of course, Eli Manning ain't walking through that door. But I just, they got they got so much magic. And they're so fun. Like, the Giants are just one of those teams, like, they're, they're easy to root for. Michael Strahan ain't walking through that door. Either. Exactly. <laughs> or Justin Tuck or, you know, or Victor Cruz or Mario Manningham. None of those guys. <laughs> but... They have Saquon Barkley, who, again, it, again, and I've said this many times, Saquon Barkley is my favorite player in the league, despite wherever they play for. I love Saquon Barkley. Um, I think they just find a way to get it done. They get enough stops on defense, and I think Danny Dimes makes enough plays, and the Giants get it done on the road. Now the nightcap. Sunday night, very similar to the earlier game. Uh, Ravens, most likely Lamarless at Cincinnati. Complete rematch of last week when these two teams just met in Cincinnati. Um, the result was a Cincinnati blowout. I really don't think we're going to see anything different, but nonetheless, either. Cincinnati's going to be motivated for that game. They, they kind of get a primetime game back after what happened a couple weeks ago on Monday night. Um, that crowd's going to be jumping, um, and that team is not happy with how the new playoff rules are. So they're trying to prove a point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got the Bengals. I do think the Ravens do come out and you know show something. I mean, last week they didn't. They got blown out with Anthony Brown at quarterback, but you know Tyler Huntley is someone that you know, he's a decent backup. He's he kind of plays the same style as Lamar, but yeah, I I like the Bengals in the spot. I think they're I think they're upset with how they, you know, like you said, Michael, with how they they got the end of that you know just league decision after the Demar Hamlin stuff. But I think I think they're ready to you know make a make another playoff run and another Super Bowl run. So yeah, Bengals. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, there's not a team right now that's playing better football than Cincinnati. No, they haven't lost since oh. um, they have not lost since they played the Browns on Monday night, week eight. Yeah, they oh, oh, that was really. Wow. Yeah, I was I was about to look at it. That backstretch of the season that was supposed to be yeah. a gauntlet. They, they, lost, they beat them all. They haven't lost since October 31st. Mm. Yep. Um, I feel pretty confident in saying that had stuff not gone wrong in that Bills game as well. Um, that they would have they would have held on in that game and really had a stretch of statement mm-hmm. wins come from behind against the Bucks, come from behind against the Chiefs. Um all of that. I like Cincinnati looks really, really good right now. They're the hot pick out of the AFC. I, I really like them right now. Like can it's Kansas City's Kansas City until someone else's but king but, is king until you're not yeah but i think Burrow a big them, part of this playoff run for the Bengals is going to be establishing some kind of run game because joe mixon yeah, had a god-awful season he ran for under four yards of carry i wouldn't know he's on my fantasy he team had 800 yards he was just bad except for one game playing straight up bad so they really need to get their run game going establish it in this game Get up big, chuck it early, like do whatever you have to do, and let Mixon really settle in so that you're good to go for next week where you Buffalo potentially. They'd, yeah, it'd be Buffalo if they win. Oh yeah, because they're the three. So, so yeah. I think as long as Buffalo wins, but um, I think that wouldn't be a horrible idea. The Ravens have the number one run defense in the league. Yeah, they still do. Yeah, um, they're loaded on defense. The Ravens and have no Smith issues. Smith and Queen have been amazing. Exactly, this and year. they got obviously Calais Campbell up the middle. They got some good edge rushers. You know, Odafe Owe. Um, it's a good, it's a good defense. The Ravens yeah. have. Um, it's just they're on the field so much is probably the issue. But you're going to get a worn down Ravens defense where I do think you can pick up some steam in the run game. 
had Lamar Jackson been playing, I could see the Ravens playing it close, but I just think Cincinnati, that crowd, they have great fans there in Cincinnati. They're going to be loud. Joe Burrow and company, I think they're going to roll right over the Ravens. I think this is going to be probably the biggest blowout of the playoffs. Even that Miami game, I think it's going to somewhat be around two scores, but I think this game is going to be total blowout. Yeah, I look, if Lamar was playing, I might actually pick the Ravens. Yeah. Like the the when they had Lamar yeah. this year, they beat the Bengals and they beat them pretty good yep. too. Like I Lamar just changes that team completely immensely. I mean, mm-hmm. again, he's not a system quarterback because he is the system and it's just it's one of those things that it's tough for Baltimore, but at this point, I I mean, I'm going with the Bengals as well. Um Again, right now, I would say from predictions that I've seen of you know experts making their Super Bowl picks, I think the Bengals are the most picked team because they're just scorching oh, hot. I hate that. They're scorching hot. I mean, again, they haven't lost since Halloween, guys. A Halloween game where they got embarrassed. They haven't lost since. Um, and that's including wins over the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Patriots on the road, the Ravens again, the Steelers, which is a team they don't normally beat, um, and the Browns again. So I just think it's been eventually their luck may run out, but again, Joe Burrow owns Kansas City, guys. Like, he flat-out owns them. Um, hope maybe we'll see that matchup down the road, but nonetheless, I'm going with the Bengals to get by Baltimore. And finally, last game of the week, the Cowboys on the road at Tom at Tom Brady. <laughs> I at actually Tom was about Brady. to say that. They're just at Tom Brady. <laughs> Tampa um, at, at Tampa Bay. There you go. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers winning the easily the worst division in a long time in this league. Um if there was any competent team in there, Tampa Bay would not be here. But nonetheless, it's Tom Brady at home against the Cowboy team that looked rough last week. Dak Prescott looked rough last week. No Tony Pollard last week either. Um, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people may think it's going to be. Um, it's in Tampa Bay. That's a weird weather game potentially with just the humidity and all that. Who do you guys have on Monday night? Oh, man. This is this is really tough because the Cowboys, like you say, got role last week against a commander's team that was not really not playing for nothing and then the bucks they've had just a very roller coaster season and it's not been very good for you know a team led by Tom Brady I'm going to go with the Cowboys though I this is not what I'm confident in because I do not trust Mike McCarthy teams in the playoffs I he could I be just, coaching for his job too Yeah I mean look if they lose this game like Sean Payton might be going to Dallas so yeah. Jerry Jones said before the season, if they don't make the NFC title game, he was going to let McCarthy go. Now he's backtracking on that for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but like he said that those words left his mouth. Yeah. So, so Jerry yeah, Jones I likes mean, to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Dak hasn't played well this season either. He's he's thrown like fifteen interceptions. He threw fifteen. He interceptions. was second behind Derek Carr, I think, in interceptions. So I mean, he hasn't really played. He didn't really play that well this year. But that defense, I think, is going to cause Tom Brady a lot of problems because Micah Parsons. That guy's pretty good. Um, I mean, the rest of that defense, I mean, they're one of the best in the league. I think that's going to be a problem. So, for that reason, I'm, I'm going to lean the Cowboys here. I so. did lie. Well, I didn't lie. I just, uh, quite honestly, I did not know this answer. But Dak Prescott actually did lead the league in interceptions this season. He, tied he had with, one more than no, Carr? He had one more than Carr. Davis Mills also had 15. So, Davis Mills and Dak tied at 15 picks. Derek Carr had 14. Um, but Derek Carr also played two fewer games. Um, but no, Dak was the interception leader tied for it this year. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This game's weird. This the Cowboys have been really inconsistent throughout the season. Um, I think that at times they've shown like, hey, we can be one of those Super Bowl contending yeah, teams. For like, sure, the defense can put everything together. I mean. Basically, I'm just talking about the Minnesota game. <laughs> like, and, and the Colts game where they put up 50. Exactly. <laughs> like, those two games were where you were like, damn, that team could really be a Super Bowl And then there's the Texans contender. game and the Commanders <laughs> game. Yeah. Where even that Philly game with Gardner yeah. Minshew, like, yeah, that roster in Philly is really, really, really good. But they had no business being in that game with Gardner Minshew throwing like that. Yeah, he wasn't doing good. Oh. Like and they he, were up big in that game. He was he? all right, but like nothing exceptional whatsoever. So I think that Dallas, Dallas has really shown that they're so hit or miss, yeah. and Tampa Bay has been. 
hit, 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 hit of late. Um, They're winning when it matters. Despite that loss to the Bengals, yeah. where they came from behind at halftime, like the Bucks have been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They win well. with, they're winning when they need to. And, I mean, Mike Evans had that ridiculous game. He's been playing well, too. The weapons are getting healthy. That was another thing that really stunted Tampa Bay at the yeah. beginning of the year was that they had a lot of injuries. And I think that, you know, they'll be able to pull it through. Everybody's back. Everybody's healthy. They've got a couple backups playing on the O-line. But, I mean, Evans, Godwin, Julio... Let him run. Yeah, as embarrassing as that NFC South was, and I don't even think any of those teams deserve to make the playoffs, I'm a little biased here because I love Tom Brady, but I don't think you can rule the Bucks out of this one. I'm going to pick the Bucks to win, but I think it's it might be a tough game for them. I could see the Cowboys easily winning this game, but I just think playoff Tom Brady, when it matters, he's going to give it his last shot. I don't know if this is his last season or not. It could be his last game. It, like, could, yeah. it could be his last game. So I think he's going to leave it all out there. And, and then he's going to come out of retirement. And yeah, he's going to retire <laughs> after the game, come back. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks. I think Tom Brady's got it in him. This is such a difficult game, too, because it's just like you feel like, it's again, it's two teams that you kind of feel are heading in opposite directions. But the Cowboys at their best smoke this Tampa Bay team. Like it's th- This game isn't close if both teams play at their top caliber. Um, the problem is which Cowboys team are you going to get? Um, mm-hmm. and which Tampa team, I guess, are you going to get? But I, I just, the Bucks just. What Tom Brady are you going to get? Exactly. And I just, look, Tom Brady looked really good against the Panthers team that just refused to cover Mike Evans for some reason. Um, he hasn't looked good since, really. Um, even in the, the few minutes he played against Atlanta, he didn't play very well. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys on this one. I think talent's going to win out in this game. I think they're going to, it's going to be a very heavy dose of Zeke Elliott. Um, CD lamb is phenomenal. Um, I think, you know, they got the receivers on the outside as well. The tight ends are a huge piece of this offense. Tony Pollard might be coming back. Um, I think this week for Dallas, it's just don't make Dak try to do too much. Just let him play within himself. If he's got to be a game manager, so be it, but don't, if Dak just doesn't turn the ball over, if he can just keep the offense on the field, the Cowboys should have no issues winning this game. They're the better team in this matchup, and I'm going to take them to go win in Tampa Bay. So that's going to do it for the pick this week, all seven wild card games. We'll be back next week here on the Pylon for the divisional round. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys their week of football. We're so happy to be back doing this show. Um, we're going to be rolling all semester long. So even after the season ends, we're going to jump right into free agency, the draft. Um, and we're trying to work on something special for the first round of the draft. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But for your host, Michael Markach, Jada Koster, Manit Patel, and our guest today, Andrew Buckman, thank you once again for coming on. Uh, this has been the Pylon Wildcard Week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great day.